We're back. We're back to Neil Haley's show, and I'm excited to welcome my co-host, Paul Hall, author of the Hall of Man series and CEO of many companies. Paul, how are you? And I know you're excited about our guest. I am. I have a special guest for you today. Uh, it's Chris Chrisman, and he is a one heck of a science fiction writer and, you know, sort of fantasy comes sometimes put in there. But but he's a, he's a great uh, recognized author in lots of circles here. So so welcome, Chris. Well, thank you, Paul. Thank And Neil, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. All right, Chris, tell me how you started to become an author. Tell us the story. Oh, well, that, that's too long of a story for what we got here. Um, a short story is uh, I retired in 2016, and retirement gets boring real quick. And so uh, I had started arc reading for a lot of, lot of other uh, urban fantasy science fiction authors. And after a few years, I decided like, hey, I've got a story that I need to tell. And that's pretty much how it started. That's great. And why do you love science fiction, Chris? I I grew up reading science fiction, um, all the greats, Highline. Uh, basically, I was raised on science fiction. And I actually came up for the plot for my first book back in 1980, and it's it's been this long before I felt I was a good enough writer to actually put it out there for others to read. That's, that's great. And so, so tell, go, Paul. I was going to say, tell us a little bit about that. Tell us about, about your book. Okay. It's, it's uh, oh, basically uh, the bad guy, the antagonist, um, uh, is a ex-military guy who uh, had some terrible things happen to him in the war. Long story short, it takes place in modern times and he hires a group of paramilitary people and they take over the nuclear reactor power plant just south of Kansas City. And he's threatening, threatening to melt down the core and create a Chernobyl in the middle of America. And of course the army the army doesn't know what to do because this guy has uh, some magical powers that enhances his extreme military people that he has helping him. So the FBI, the military, they call in a technomancer who is a uh, he's a wizard who doesn't like to use magic. He prefers to use science. He, uh, he's kind of like a Dr. Strange meets Tony Stark kind of kind of deal. If that makes any sense. Yeah. It definitely makes sense. And what do you think that, you know, developing these characters and all that, the kind of the process of doing it, to put together these characters and put the story together? Oh, the, the, the character, uh, my main character is, is called Zardoz. And it, it's kind of a character that I had developed. 20 years ago when I started in the computer business as an online personana. And it just felt natural for me to take that character and put it into a book setting, a fictional setting. So he uses, put it this way, his, his, his home, his, his private lab is a uh, retired ICBM nuclear bunker underground. And that's his command center. And from there, he has access to stuff that 
the CIA, NSA, and all those people, they come to him for, for information. Great. So, that sounds wow. really, really exciting. Yeah. And, well, he ends up calling in uh, uh, some magical help. He gets he gets a British witch to help him with his with her earth magic. And he gets a immortal Chinese mage uh, that's been around for 2000 years to help him with the nuclear reactor meltdown part. And what what is the feedback then with your books? Chris, tell us about it. Uh, I, I've gotten really good feedback from readers, and they were they were sort of confused, like, "Well, it's urban fantasy, but it's more science fiction than what readers know as urban fantasy." So it's it, it's set in a modern day setting. Uh, it's science fiction, but all the science in it is real. I mean, the research, if you if you read the book, anything having to do with the nuclear reactor is absolutely true. The research for how to take over a nuclear reactor was was quite involved. I mean, Paul, Paul was lucky he got to live his his character story. Um, the rest of us have to do research. <laughs> Yeah, true. Fair enough. Yeah, exactly. And like when you, so the research, all those different things, are you thinking of writing another one? Yeah, well, I actually did. I, I wrote a second book as a follow-up to the first. The first one was published in May of 2022. I published the second one the following October. That one's called Wild Magic. And it also takes place in, in the real world. Um, something goes wrong and Yellowstone, which is a super volcano, is set to, as we know, it's it'll explode at one point in the future. And the, the, uh, the pro, no, I guess it would be the antagonist, the bad guy in the second book actually is going to trigger Yellowstone into erupting which would change the face of the Western half of the United States. Wow. So, yeah. It's just really intriguing. Do you want this ever to be a movie? Uh, a yeah, well, well, we'll get there when we get there. I'm, I'm working on the, the, the final book in this trilogy right now. It's just about done. And that one is called Old Magic. And in that one, bring I bring in the last dragon on the world. On the world, the last dragon comes alive. So our our heroes have to deal with him. And I also bring in a little bit of H.P. Lovecraft, if you guys are familiar with him. And spend a couple chapters because someone has woken up one of the elder gods, and he's not happy. Wow. So all of your all of our are you the same characters through all three books? Yes, all all the the main three characters that are on the cover of the first book are the main three throughout the the, the trilogy, but I also bring in other main characters that take over the second book, uh, and they get a lot of lot of screen time. Uh, they're also magic users, and then in the third book we've got a little bit of everybody. My second, well, actually, in my first book I should say because we've talked about AI. I've got an AI character who was flying an airplane in the first book. And in the second book, 
the AI comes awake, becomes alive, becomes aware, self-aware, shall we say. So I'm having a lot of fun um, writing about this AI who, who thinks, therefore, she must be alive, is how she questions herself. So I explore the, the, the possibilities of AI in a current situation, real-world situation. Really good stuff, for sure. Uh, where is the best place people can find information on you, purchase a book, and learn more about you? Uh, the, well, you can go to Amazon and type in my name, just Chris Christman, or you can go to my website, which is www.chrischristman.net. ChrisChristman.net. We appreciate you coming on. Great stuff, man. Take care. Thank you for having me, Neil. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Paul. You're listening and watching the Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Stay with us. Don't go away. <laughs> brilliant. Brilliant. Yep, I'm here. Uh, those, are, those are fascinating, fascinating books. So appreciate you coming on and and, uh, and having a little chat with us. Well, I Absolutely, really... Paul. And, you know, and Chris, we, I remember we were talking about during his uh, audio book launch. Right. If you ever were interested in some of the things that we're doing for authors, and I think you said you were not, it wasn't the budget or anything to consider some of the things we're doing, Paul and I, well, we're, we, we've created a lot of different things from PR to book people on podcasts to a virtual assistant company. We're doing a lot of different things. I don't know if any of those services interest you, intrigue you. Yeah, it does, Neil. I'm I'm pretty much I haven't done a whole lot of marketing. I'm waiting because people want a series. They want to binge read a series. So once I get this final third one done, then we're going to look into really marketing this trilogy and pushing it out there. So I'll be reaching out to both of you guys. Great. When are you looking to when is that when is that book coming out? I'm looking It'll probably be ready in November, but I probably won't launch it until December and 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 try to catch some of that Christmas rush. I would I would I would launch it on uh, Black Friday, to be honest with you. And I think we should have a conversation in mid-November. That sure. sounds like a good idea. Yeah, because I mean, you know, I've been hanging with authors, and I see how everybody else is doing. I see what works, what doesn't work, and I am I'm I'm just to the point where I don't have the time to learn all of the stuff that we need to learn. It's, we just don't have enough time. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm exactly where you are, Paul, except a few years behind you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it won't take that much time to catch up either. I tell you that. So, but. So yeah. I, would, I would say mid, I mean, mid November or even beginning of November, to be honest, because we should at least have the conversation and look to launch mid November because if you're, you should really focus on, then you'll at least know the book, everything's together. You know that you've gotten it out in November, right, where you first got it, and then we launch it on Black Friday, and we really come up with strategies and discussions the first week in November so that we can launch, get the social media rolling mid-November. That sounds good, Neil. It really does. Okay, great. So, Paul, set up a, a call with him first week in November, because it'll be here before you know it. Trust me. Yeah, yeah I know. It will be. Yeah. We, um, we know um, how that goes. Yeah, I, I set not... a hard deadline one time, and I will never do that again. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, it's great talking, Chris, and look forward to chatting with you at the beginning of November, okay? 
All right. Awesome, Neil. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you, Paul. Okay. Thanks. Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, so there you go. It's okay. That's okay. Yeah, can you can you uh, exit yourself there? Yes. What? No, not you, Neil. <laughs> I'm here, Paul. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Good. Uh, he, uh, Chris wasn't uh, exiting, so I got he's gone now. It's good. You know how to remove good, people or not? Um, is that where you just on the end, and it'll give you the choice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I do know that. Okay. So our next interview, but that's good. Did you know Chris was looking for marketing? I, I didn't know, but that's good. Yeah. That he is. Yeah. Perfect. It's a numbers game, bro. If we were on interviews all day long and I, like I said, this is keeping me so much time spending with C and all this stuff. Once these people are on board, but we got to keep interviewing. And I know how important it is because, like I said, Eric's starting to show, well, what are we going to use him for if he's not doing video editing? If we're going to have a certain right. standard of what video editing is going to be. I mean, Vid.io looks more professional than what he was doing. I like the creativity he did for, uh, what's it called? But I didn't like the other stuff. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, it has to, it, it has to also fit the character of the client, right? I mean, what they're what they what they're looking for and how and, and how they especially need. if you're looking at especially when you're looking at a doctor, dude. You don't throw it like it's get. And I was disappointed with Corbin's work because I showed Corbin the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, maybe we I need mean, an older. I when Vidio can literally do that, dude. If you look the reels I did for Simkovich, I know the video is not good because it's not shot in 1080. But really, right. dude. Yeah, I mean that that yeah it, that that definitely can be better. So I I think he was maybe you're right. He was probably looking to say, oh, uh, uh, I'll I'll do it and then throw it out there and then and then get it back as a change and I'll have extra work. I I, I think that's probably what he was looking for. So. Or he just said, but but you don't want a client to come back after they showed you the video and not even give them something 